Tali Dabaya, Membranda Zokolo Dabrina Katolo Dabobo, Legabazo Kolono Moninge, Membrana Gali de Bayana Kaloto Behede, Legabazokolo Dabrina Katoli Mahanda, Engebo Zekianamaha. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice that we have the privilege to come before your word tonight, humbly and respectfully. And we come with expectation tonight to be taught, to be equipped, to be instructed in righteousness. And I pray that everybody connected to the service around the world today is gifted revelation knowledge. The eyes of each one's understanding flooded with light. Clarity comes by the teaching of the word. And I decree that bodies and yokes are destroyed and nobody leaves the service today the same way they came. We give you praise, glory, and honor for answered prayer in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And everybody in Aquaibom State connected by way of Comfort FM and XL FM. It's a joy to have all of you connected to the service tonight. Do me a favor. Invite a friend. Invite a family. Invite somebody in your neighborhood to connect to this radio station. We're going to have an exciting time of teaching and learning the word of his grace. Our social media community is a joy to have all of you like we've always done. Help me tonight share the videos, tag some people, you know, drop them on telegram, monogram, all the grams. Let's flood the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. But it's a joy to have all of you in the service tonight, all our house centers and campuses. Get ready. The word is going to build you up. And you will never be the same again. Grab your notebook, your Bible, and your pen. And you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of his grace. Glory to God forevermore. Amen. <clears throat> Alright, we're still examining the promise of God. The promise of God, you know, in the course of the 60 days of glory. And it's getting better every day. Turn your Bibles with me tonight to the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 25. Luke 24, verse 25. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Next verse. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. We have been looking at the promises of God. So this deals, you know, with things. Things that they didn't see. He called them fools and slow of heart to believe. These people read but didn't see certain things that were critical in their readings. So, Jesus is dealing with things that they didn't see. That is why the use of the word expounded. He expounded, which is the Greek word harmonia. Harmonia implies to explain. So, since they read and didn't see, Jesus has to explain. 
That will be the exact opposite or the answer to a mystery. The answer to a mystery is to explain. Explanation. The word mystery is a Greek word, musterion. Musterion. Musterion means a hidden information or a classified information. Musterion does not mean mysterious. It doesn't mean mysterious. Mysterious means we don't know. But musterion is what is known but hidden. Hidden. Mysterious means you cannot explain it. You cannot explain it. Mysterion means hidden information. A mystery means you can explain it. Meaning it requires explanation. The reason why it is called a mystery is because it requires explanation. Please pay attention. So a mystery is the exact opposite of mysterious. A mystery is the exact opposite of mysterious. Mysterion is the exact opposite of mysterious. Mysterion is hidden information. It means it has an explanation. Notice the intent of what Jesus said to them in Luke 24, 25. He said he expounded or he explained to them in all the scriptures the things. He explained to them in all the scriptures the things. So he explained and the intent of that explanation here is for them to know. For them to know. So, in this Bible study, in Luke 24, 25 to 27, the intent is to bring them to a place of knowledge. Remember, fools, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? He didn't stop there. He now took them further. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, what was the intent? To bring them to a place of knowledge. How will that happen? By explaining to them what they have been reading but never understood. Let us look at how the word mystery, that word mystery has been used. Or uh, let, let us see how it is used so we can follow through the details. Matthew chapter 13 verse number 11. Matthew chapter 13 verse number 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. It is given to you to know. The statement is repeated in Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Please stay with me. Given to you to know. In Luke chapter 8 verse 10, the same parable. Luke chapter 8 verse number 10. And he said unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. They are seeing it.
but they are not seeing. They are hearing, but they are not understanding. Why? It is classified. It will need to be declassified. Hence the use of the word harmonia, which means to explain or to unravel. So the key to a mystery is knowledge. The key to a mystery is knowledge. In Romans chapter 11 verse 25, please pay attention. Romans chapter 11 verse 25. Romans chapter 11 verse number 25. For I will not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Mystery by Paul is to be not ignorant. To be not ignorant. It means to know. To know. Very important. To know. Now look at another scripture. Romans chapter 16 verse 25. A lot of scriptures good for your health. Romans 16, 25. Now, to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. So the gospel of brother Paul is the preaching of Jesus Christ according, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Which was kept secret. The word revelation means to know. Because the word revelation is the Greek word apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. It means to know. Look at First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 1. And I brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you... The testimony of God. Look at that First Corinthians 2 verse 7 and 8. 7 and 8. First Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So a mystery is what is spoken. And the reason why I'm bringing this clarity quickly is because I don't want anybody to tell you that there is mystery of handkerchief. There is mystery of anointing oil. There is mystery of feet washing. There is mystery of pouring water on yourself. No. Put it up again. Look at it. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. But this wisdom is spoken. Next verse. Which none of the princes of this world knew. So they didn't know this wisdom. It's not an article. It's not an article. It is knowledge. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The key word is to know. Mysteries must be known. Look at First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Stewards of the mysteries of God. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. 
First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. No one understanded him. Why? Because he is speaking mysteries to understand. So mysteries must be known and mysteries must be understood. Mysteries must be known and mysteries must be understood. Look at 1 Corinthians 15.51. 1 Corinthians 15.51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. To show means to let you know the mystery. I show you a mystery means I bring you into the knowledge of the mystery. Exploring the word mystery. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure which he had proposed in himself. In himself. The mystery of his will. Again, it means to know his will. The mystery of his will. The key to a mystery is knowledge. The key to a mystery is knowledge. Look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 4. Brother Paul. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 4. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. When you read. So mystery is what is written that requires reading to understand. Mystery is not water and soap and oil. Mm-mm. Mystery is what is written. So you can read and understand. Look at that Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3 and 4. Look at it again. Brother Paul says, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote afore in few words. So mystery is written so you can read and understand. As I wrote afore in few words. Verse 4. Whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge. In the mystery. So the mystery is Christ. You may understand my knowledge. In the mystery or the explanation or the knowledge of Christ. Remember, the opposite of mystery is knowledge. Or the the meaning of mystery or what uncovers mystery is knowledge or understanding. Stay with me. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32. Ephesians chapter 5 verse number 32. This is a great mystery... But I speak concerning Christ and the church. I speak concerning Christ and the church. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 26. Colossians chapter 1 verse 26. A lot of scriptures but very good for your health. Even the mystery 
which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Next verse. To his saints. To whom God will make known what is the riches. Will make known. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Manifest means visible for you to see. To whom God will make manifest or the mystery that God will make visible. Mystery that God will make people to see. Or mystery that God will make known. Visible. Alright? Stay with me. Colossians chapter 2 verse 2. Colossians chapter 2 verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted. Being knit together in love. And unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. To the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. The acknowledgement, the word epignosis, the acknowledgement or to know precisely, to know precisely, alright? Now, First Timothy chapter 3 verse 9, First Timothy chapter 3 verse 9. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. The mystery of the faith. So there is the mystery of the faith. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 6. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 6. Not a novice. Give me First Timothy 3.16. First Timothy 3.16. And without controversy... Great is the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. So, take note, there is a mystery of faith, there is a mystery of godliness, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already walk. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. So there is the mystery of iniquity. That's a negative one. But there is a mystery of iniquity. First Timothy 3 verse 16. First Timothy 3.16, we just read a few minutes ago. He said, God was manifest in the flesh, seen of angels. That's the word I'm looking for there. Seen of angels. The other word, the, the word seen means made visible. Made visible, tangibly. Revelation chapter 1 verse 20. Revelation chapter 1 verse 20. The mystery of the seven stars. The mystery of the seven stars. You can write this for further study. Revelation 10, 7. Revelation 17, verse 5. Revelation 17, verse 7. 
17 verse 7 has the mystery of the woman. The mystery of the woman. So, when you have a mystery, the key word to mystery is knowledge. The key word to mystery is knowledge. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge. Where? In the mystery. My knowledge, where? In the mystery. That is, it is hidden to be known. It is hidden to be known. So, it can be explained. Mystery. It is hidden to be known first. Before to be explained. Alright? So, you can't explain until you know what is hidden. That's why it's called a mystery. The way out of the mystery is to see it. Where you have apocalypsis. The revelation or the unveiling apocalypsis means to uncover, to reveal, or to bring to light. Apocalypsis. Apocalypsis implies revelation or to cover. For example, when a parable is given, revelation will mean, listen carefully, when a parable is given, revelation will mean, I will take away the figures of speech. I will take away from the parable the figures of speech. So that you can see exactly what I was saying. And then when you see exactly what I was saying in the absence of the figures of speech in that parable, then it becomes revelation. Then it becomes revelation. So it is the figures of speech in the parable that covers revelation. For me to come at revelation in a parable, I must do away with the figures of speech. So all the things we have read so far, we are in the Old Testament books. Don't forget, Old Testament is mystery, New Testament is revelation. So when he talked about mystery, 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 he's talking about a knowledge that is hid in the Old Testament concerning the person of Christ. That is, this truth that we read in the epistles, what we now call the New Testament, was hidden in the Old Testament. What we read today in the epistles, what we call the New Testament, was hidden in the Old Testament as mystery. That makes some people to say that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Alright? So, the Old Testament is the New Testament. The New Testament is the Old Testament. You can't do away with one. Because in the New Testament, there is Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there is New Testament. However, explanation will make you know what is Old Testament and what is New Testament. And by identification, Old Testament is mystery. New Testament is revelation. Because the language of the Old Testament is the language of mysteries. The language of the Old Testament is lang the language of mysteries. How I many of you remember yesterday, we established that there are two things in the Old Testament. The promises and the mystery. Is that true? 
So in the Old Testament, we have the promises and the mystery. And today, we are dealing with mystery first. Alright? So, the language of the Old Testament is the language of mysteries. That's the language or the language in which the information was passed across in a mystery. Now, we can stretch it a bit further to the teaching ministry of Jesus. Pay attention. We can stretch it a bit further to the teaching ministry of Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 13 verse 34. Matthew chapter 13 verse number 34. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them. Without a parable spake he not unto them. Next verse, 35. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. So, those things were kept secret from when? The foundation of the world. So, they are parables. That is why they are mysteries. Now, observe. That scripture Jesus quoted in Matthew 13, he quoted it from Psalm 78 verse 2. Psalm 78 verse number 2. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. I will utter dark sayings of old. Dark sayings is what the psalmist call a riddle in Hebrew. A riddle. Which you have to know to unlock. You have to know a riddle to unlock it. Because a riddle is supposed to be a communication, a figure of speech. So the first step to a mystery is not to believe it. The first step to a mystery is not to believe it. It's not to believe it. The first step to a mystery is to first of all know it. You can't believe what you don't know. You have to see what it's saying first. That's the essence of what Jesus was saying there. They have to know first. They have to know. Seeing they see, they see not. Hearing they hear, they hear not. So they cannot believe it. Because you can't believe what you have not seen. So the first thing about a mystery is to know it. Not to believe it. Until you know it, you cannot believe it. You have to first of all know it. For example, Isaac and Abraham. Some people use Abraham story. And they zero it on, give God your Isaac. Give God your Isaac. They call it Isaac offering. Okay? Give God your Isaac. So by the time a preacher asks you to give God Isaac two times, how many Isaacs are there? (laughs) How many times did Abraham give Isaac? So why will a preacher ask for Isaac twice? There's fraud somewhere. Give God your Isaac. 
After all, Abraham gave God Isaac and then God said, in blessing I will bless you. In multiplication I will multiply you. So if God said he will bless Abraham for giving Isaac, if it was literal, then there should have been many Isaacs. Because what God will multiply is Isaac. You see that? But because it was not a literal communication, it was a mystery that required explanation. But you cannot explain what you don't know. So the first thing with a mystery is to know it. Because if you don't know it, you will twist the Bible and teach error very confidently. It has to be explained. Because you cannot ask for Isaac offering. But the audience that is in ignorance will believe it and act on it and bring Isaac. Are they acting in error? Yes. Why? Because the scenario that is used to ask them to give is a mystery. A mystery that should have been explained but it is communicated literal. So they arrive at an erroneous conclusion because If you believe in a mystery, you will end up in an error. If you take a mystery and you make it a practice, you will end up in an error. Because the first thing about a mystery is that you first of all have to unlock it. You have to unlock a mystery to arrive at the explanation. Please stay with me. You have to unlock a mystery to arrive at the explanation. You remember, we spoke about the parables of Jesus. For example, ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. Ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. So, if you think that parable is about the rapture and the virgin is talking about, you know, sanctification and holiness uh, and the the bridegroom is Jesus, you know, something is wrong. Because that's not what he meant at all. It was a parable. Meaning, it was not literal. It required explanation. Something is wrong. Or, you've been told that you need oil in your lamp. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me born in. Get born again. Get born again. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray. You know? They took a parable of Jesus and made a song out of it for believers. Meanwhile, the parable was not to believers. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me born in, get born again. Because the day you got born again, oil came on your inside, the Spirit of God. So if you are still singing for God to give you oil, you need to receive Christ. Or you have received Christ, but you are suffering from ignorance. That oil is, you know, some people say, you know, the oil is the Holy Spirit and the fire that comes from the oil is continued salvation. If the fire go down, you have lost salvation. You have to uh, apply again. You have to receive Christ afresh. That is where the concept of rededicating your life to Christ came from. Where people could keep coming up to the altar. And it makes people feel unsettled because that, those kind of messages make you, makes, it gives you an impression that every time you do wrong, God goes out. And every time you do right, God comes in. So you keep repenting. 
Every time you do a mistake, God leaves you. Then when you say, I'm sorry, Lord, then God comes back. And you can imagine that when God is going, he goes with his luggage. The luggage that he came with. So God is always packing. Then when he's about to arrive his house, he now, you've repented. He will carry the luggage again and come back. Then God must be jobless because it means he is not resting at all. He is busy jumping in and jumping out. Busy coming in and going out. And that's the kind of impression the messages that deny eternal salvation communicate to people. But you know, we live in a time when there are all kinds of, of messages going around. And i like to read this scripture quickly and take care of that side before I proceed. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 24. Matthew 24, verse number 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So there are false Christs. There are false Christs. Mark chapter 13 verse 22. Mark chapter 13 verse 22. For false Christs and false prophets shall arise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce. If it were possible, even the elect. Did you observe that when he talks about false Christs, he talks about false prophets. That means the Christ of false prophets, false prophets have their own Christ. False prophets have their own Christ. Any Christ that didn't finish the job of salvation is a false Christ. Any Christ that didn't finish the job of salvation is a false Christ. Any Christ that needs your works, your good behavior, your conduct to save you is a false Christ. Any Christ that needs your good behavior, that needs your prayer and fasting to save you is a false Christ. If your heart is occupied by an angry judgmental, a Christ that kills, a killing Christ, that is a false Christ. If your heart is full of judgmental, bitterness, a killing Christ, you're always praying for people to fall and die, to be roasted, your Christ is a false Christ. A Christ that will get angry and cancel your salvation if you don't get holy and you don't get sanctified, is a false Christ. A Christ that died for some of your sins, but you have to finish the rest for him by your behavior and conduct, is a false Christ. You know, Jesus is in heaven. He needs strong praise to come down. When praises go up, Blessings come down. You have to give a big offering to motivate God to move. To motivate God to move. That God is a false Christ. Any Christ that doesn't love you unconditionally is a false Christ. Any Christ that didn't finish salvation is a false Christ. Are you still in the building? Any Christ that will hold your sins against you and keep a record of your wrongdoings, all your mistakes, 
all your faults. He has it in a book where he's recording it against you after you are saved. It's a false Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 to wit. That God was in Christ. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God does not impute sins. God does not hold men accountable for sins. Why? Christ took sins. So men can receive forgiveness from the finished work of Christ. But a false Christ does not forgive. A false Christ relies on your effort. A false Christ is waiting for you to be good first before he accepts you. Have you heard those preachers who preach? Be a good person before you come to God. Be a good person. God does not want bad people. They are preaching a false Christ. A false Christ. Remember we read scriptures that false Christ will arise. Any Christ that will reject you salvation. Because you are not baptized with water. Any Christ that makes a requirement for you to receive water baptism. Before you are, before you can make heaven. Is a false Christ. Is a false Christ. Salvation is faith in your heart. Confess with your mouth you are saved. But we live in a time when there are false Christs. We live in that time. And that's why people have to be careful. People must know who Christ is and what he has done. Ladies and gentlemen, he did a perfect job. He did a complete job. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 12. Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Verse 14, verse 14, verse 14. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Give me verse 15 now. Them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. That what Jesus did is complete. That what Jesus did is once and for all. You don't need any additional. The Holy Ghost is a witness to us. For after that, he has said before. He is a witness. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have the witness of the Holy Spirit that we are eternally saved. And that the work that Christ did was a perfect job. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 10. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory... To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. I thought I would hear somebody shout a powerful amen. He is not ashamed to 
called them brethren. Are you still in the building? Yeah, he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, please pay attention. So, when the parable is not explained, when the figures of speech are not taken out of the parable, any practice of that parable is error. It's error. Because no matter how strong your faith, no matter how strong your faith, if you believe in what I have not said, if you believe in what I have not said, you wouldn't have believed in what I have said. No matter how strong your faith, if you believe in what I have not said, you wouldn't have believed in what I have said. Seller. So, the first thing about a mystery is, you first of all unlock it. You unlock it. Before you start to believe the things in the Old Testament. Before you start believing the things in the Old Testament. The first thing about a mystery is to unlock it. You know, the people who keep asking me, but Dr. Damina, what about the killings in the Old Testament? Dr. Damina, what about all the killings? Even the Old Testament people say, God kill it, God make it alive. Dr. Damina, what about the killings in the Old Testament? In fact, Dr. Damina, even Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 6 also killed. Those people obviously don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in Jesus or they don't know Jesus. Because if they knew that Jesus is God and Jesus said, only what I see my father do, I do. What my father does not do, I do not do. Jesus openly said that he is from the father. And that to come to the Father, you have to come through Him. Jesus expressly said, He that has seen me has seen the Father. So, what Jesus does not do, God does not do. So, Jesus defines God's nature, God's character, God's personality to us. And how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. A city rejected Jesus. He didn't bring fire down. He didn't kill anybody. Were people not offending Jesus? They were. Didn't people persecute Jesus? They did. Even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. Even on the cross, he never killed. He never prayed judgment on anybody. And he is the express image of God's character. It's only if a man does not believe in Jesus. It's only people who believe that Jesus is one of the prophets. They are the ones having problems, still trying to, to argue Elijah in the light of Christ. Trying to show Jesus that Jesus cannot be correct. Elijah is more correct. And the reason is because they don't have faith in Christ. And if a man does not have faith in Christ, he's not born again. If a man does not have faith in Christ, he's not born again. I repeat one more time. If a man does not have faith in Christ, he's not born again. Why? Jesus is God revealed to man. Are we still in the building? So, all of the mysteries must be explained. They must be explained. So, first of all, you unlock a mystery before 
you can believe it. If you do not unlock a mystery, if you just believe a mystery hook, line and sinker, you have believed a lie. If you just take a mystery hook, line and sinker, you have believed a lie. Like we said, even the teaching ministry of Jesus was like that. Look at John 16, 12. Somebody getting blessed tonight? John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you. But you cannot bear them now. Next verse. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. The, the original says into all the truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. This is the closing stages of Jesus' ministry. Look at what he said. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you into all the truth. Let's examine the word guide you into all. Guide you into all the truth. The word guide was used in Acts 8.30. Acts chapter 8 verse 30. The word guide. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And said, understandest thou what thou readest? Next verse 31. And he said, how can I? Except some man should guide me. Except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he will come up and sit with him. Except some man should guide me. It implies explain. To guide means to explain. How can I understand except some man should explain to me? The word guide should explain to me. The eunuch of those days is a lettered man, an experienced man. But he said, except someone should guide me. It will mean some man should explain to me. He was reading Isaiah 53. So that same word, Jesus used it. In Matthew 15, 14. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Both shall fall into the ditch. Guide into all the truth. Pay attention. Look at me. It is used for information or sight. The blind guide the blind. They fall into a ditch. So when Jesus said that the spirit will guide you into all the truth. It is used for information or sight. Or sight. It is not used for sound. 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 It is used for sight. Sight, not sound. To guide is used for sight, not sound. So, they be blind leaders of the blind. 
they will lead you to a ditch. You don't have to hear when, when you are being led. You don't have to hear. Because in that context, it's used for sight. Alright? Now, Luke 6.39, used for sight, not sound. Luke 6.39, and he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? He didn't say death. He said blind. So when a blind leads a blind, they end in a ditch. Blind has to do with sight. He didn't say death. He said blind. So it is used for sight, not sound. So he's saying to see. To see. Again, that gives us a picture of a mysterium. To see. Or what we call revelation. So Jesus is speaking in John 16, 13 about revelation. He will guide you into all the truth. Is sight not sound? Is sight not sound? Please pay attention. So the first thing about the Old Testament books is that it must be explained. The Old Testament must be explained. You don't start to believe what you don't know. Look at what Jesus said. Luke 24, 25. O fools, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Why couldn't they believe? Because they never saw. They read, but never understood. As long as you don't know, you cannot believe. You will have to know to believe. That means... He needs to first of all correct their impression before they can believe. Slow of heart deals with impression. So, they must first of all understand to believe. People must understand to believe. Glory to God. So, they can't understand it. That's why they are slow of heart. So it deals with the knowledge of Christ. When we say you can't understand, it means you are deficient in the knowledge of Christ. Remember, we said that the doorway to the heart is understanding. The doorway to the heart is understanding. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. Are you enjoying this? I'm enjoying myself. But if our gospel be heed, It is he to them that are lost. Next verse. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Why don't they believe? They have been blinded. So because they are blind, it means they don't know. And when you don't know, you cannot believe. The God of this world has blinded the minds. So, it's a sight thing. They will believe after they have seen. They will believe after they have seen. So, the Old Testament books should first of all need to be seen. Otherwise, 
you will believe in error. The Old Testament books, first of all, need to be seen so you don't believe an error. It has to be explained. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Next verse. Have in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. So you first have to see what you should believe. You have to see what you should believe. In these last days, God has spoken in his son. Where we have the word polymeros and polytrophos. We have the word partial truth. It's not a lie. It's just that it's partial truth. Or what we call progressive revelation. Partial truth. Meaning that the truth is not complete. But the truth is there. In a partial form. That means each prophet of the Old Testament will come and declare what is not fully revealed. At different times of the time past. So they dealt with that and where they are talking about. See? They were limited. They had a progression of revelation. The same thing Jesus revealed. But this revelation was not, you know, full. It was in a mystery. A mystery. So, Jesus is called the Word of God. Jesus is called life. Jesus is called the light of the scriptures. Describing his work. It is the work of Christ that is referred to as light. His work. His redemptive work. That's the light that shines in darkness. His redemptive work. Light there in the Greek refers, you know, to shine. To shine. To shine. For us. To show forth something which was in the dark. To shine. Or to show forth something which was in the dark. So Luke 24, 25. Are you still here? Luke 24, 25. Glory to God. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then in Luke 24, 44, pay attention. Luke 24, 44 to 46. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled. Which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. You know we said the word fulfilled is the Greek word pleru. Pleru. P-L-E-R-O-O. Or pleruthenai. Pleruthenai. Which is specific things. Specific things. 
that dealt with him. In Matthew 5.17, we have an idea of these specific things. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. Pay attention. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. Pay attention. Matthew 5.11 Matthew 5.11 Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say of all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. For my sake. Personal pronoun. For my sake. So, Jesus fulfills the prophecy and fulfills the demands of the law. He fulfills the prophecy and the demands of the law in his presence. In his presence. All that the prophets have spoken, spoken, have spoken to the fathers, had spoken to us in his son. All that the prophets have spoken. So there is a speaking. They spoke and they are called prophets. Prophets spoke. While they spoke, Jesus is what they were talking about. Jesus is the content and the context of their speakings. All the prophets. is the content and the context of their speakings. When you find the things that were written, they were spoken. Then, they were written. They were spoken. Then, they were written. They were spoken by who? If you hear that they were spoken by God, listen carefully. Every time you hear that they were spoken by God in the Old Testament. It is prophets. Every time you hear God said, Thus saith the Lord. The Lord spoke. Every time you hear that, it is prophets in the Old Testament. You are referring to the prophets. They were spoken by the prophets. And these prophets... We are identifiable people. That is people that could be identified. Now, look at Luke again, chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. You remember we started there yesterday. Promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until be endued with power from on high. Mark the word upon. Upon. So there is a promise upon. Endued with power from on high. Acts 1-4. Acts 1-4. 
And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have a heart of me. Take note of the word promise. Same statement repeated. Wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard of me. What is that promise? Acts 1.8 But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon, upon. Promise upon. Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So in Acts chapter 2, when Peter was preaching and explaining on the day of Pentecost, he began to quote from the prophets. From the death, to the burial, to the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus. But he didn't stop at the ascension. As I close, Acts 2.33. Acts chapter 2 verse 33. Therefore... Being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed for this which you now see and hear. Having received of the Father the promise, he had shed forth. That was Peter announcing that this promise has been fulfilled. He had shed forth. So, in the resurrection day is a giving. On the day of resurrection, he gave. He gave the things that you can now see and hear. Glory to God. Yeah. The resurrection gave us things we can see and hear. And don't forget that Peter was quoting from the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, those things were read by the Jews. But they never understood. Why were they reading and not understanding? Huh? It was a mystery. It was a mystery. And there are many people today that are in the shoes of the Jews. They are still reading and not understanding. They read things in the Old Testament. And they don't understand it because it has to be explained. That's why brother Paul will say to Timothy, you've known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable only for teaching and explanation. So the Old Testament must be explained. We are still adventuring in the promise and promises of God. It's going to get more, much, more, much more exciting. But ladies and gentlemen, the good news is that when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave us things that we can see and things that we can hear. Revelation knowledge is the gift of the new creation. The new creation has access to revelation. The deep things of God by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Somebody bless tonight. Get on your feet. That's all I've got for you. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Those listening on radio, on television, on social media. Wherever your people are gathered in the house centers and campuses. I ask that revelation knowledge grows big on their inside until nothing else matters. We take authority over every yoke of the enemy. Over sickness and disease. Lose your holes in the name of Jesus. We command sick bodies be healed 
be healed in the name of Jesus. Where people need miracles, receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. And Father, we rejoice that the light of your word is shining very bright in this house. Men and women are coming into their fullness in God. And thank you for the gift of revelation knowledge, which is one of those things you give to us on the resurrection. And we rejoice that men are coming to the light from nation to nation, from continent to continent. The light of the finished work of Christ is shining bright. And we thank you, Father. And we decree that as the light continues to shine, more men come into the glorious liberty of sonship. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory! Can we make some Holy Ghost noise in this building? Let's celebrate revelation knowledge. Amen. Woo! Amen. Listen to me. I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next two minutes in the other studio. So we can interact with you, answer your calls, explain, you know, scriptures, answer your questions, bring clarity and just help you to come to that place where you can confidently enjoy what Christ has provided. But just before we go, I'd like you to give an offering, an offering, we give in honor, we give us our response to what God has done in Christ. And we give us our accepting of responsibility to flood the blue marble planet. With the fragrance of Jesus' love. I want to thank all partners and friends who keep giving to this ministry tirelessly. It is a proof that you are persuaded about this assignment. It's a proof that your heart is sold out to this mission, to this mandate of blanketing the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' love. It's also a proof that you believe in this vision of reintroducing Jesus to this generation. Equipping the believer to know who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ. And what Christ can do through you. I'd like to pray for, for all of you tonight. And those of you that have offerings tonight. You want to give and honor Christ. Both in the campuses, house centers, online. The banking details are on the screen. Both on television and on social media. The radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details for you in another minute or so. But I'd like to pray as you raise up your offerings wherever you are. Father, we rejoice for the privilege to give. We give in faith. We give with joy. And we give in honor of the finished work of Christ. We give tonight as our responsibility in the advancement of the gospel of Christ all over the nations of the earth. So I decree that our offerings are a sweet smell before you tonight. And I declare for everybody giving, your needs are met supernaturally. Your needs are met supernaturally. Your desires are granted. And we command where you need a miracle, receive a miracle. Great grace is upon you today. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Glory to God. Hey guys, listen. I'm going to join Mr. Michael Bush in a few seconds from now. But tomorrow morning I'm live at 8 a.m. I want you to grab everybody you can find to hook up with us on Kingdom Life Network. Hook up with us on social media and all our platforms. Radio broadcast will be in the second service at 11 a.m. tomorrow. But we'll be live at 8 a.m. on social media and Kingdom Life Network. And then at the 11 o'clock service, we'll be live on the radio stations and we'll be, you know, live on Kingdom Life Network and all the social media platforms. But I'm just excited about serving you the grace of God and bringing clarity to you from the word of God. All right. So I look forward to seeing you in the next studio right now. Bring more friends. Let's, let's have a party together as we explore the riches of Christ. Until I see you in the next studio, enjoy Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this great service tonight. Glory to God. Somebody shout glory. Yeah, go ahead and celebrate.
Church in the air and church online. Join Doctors Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020, exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith, salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Book up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and also live on Kingdom Life Network TV on My TV or Strong Decoder and live on Comfort FM 95.1 Oyo by 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays to Saturdays and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday and live on Inspiration FM 105.9 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Also listen to a rebroadcast of the services daily on XLFM 106.9 Oyo. 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Join the study to find out in 60 days of glory 2020. Don't miss it. Thank you for joining us and um, thank you for staying tuned. Here is hoping you had a ball with Papa downstairs. Okay. We're waiting for Papa to come here. I think this is the second floor. And once he gets to the studios up here, we'll just uh, launch out. But before we do that, especially for the radio audience, this is how to do it. As it has to do with offering. So the bank details, account uh, name remains the same, Power City International. The first bank for tonight is Zenith, 10, 12, 36, 5, 9, 12. The second bank is UBA, 139. 26465 and the third bank is FCMB 29826828. If you need to do your offering online, that's just exactly what to use. Okay, for calls tonight, we'll give you about three opportunities to have um, telephone calls uh, plus 234 there's somebody who was even um, writing from outside the country w w wondering about the calling number. It's plus 234. That's if you are doing outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0806-800-9939. If you want to do an SMS or two, it's plus 234-703-691-8642. For sponsorship, you just simply will need to call plus 234-803-27561. Or for or wire an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Okay, I'm still setting the stage. It's going to be an interesting night as usual, I can promise you. And um, while still waiting for that to come on, I'm just trying to see whether I could get uh, what's happening tonight online. I could get the, the people online. No, it's not ready for me. So, I, I guess the, the time has come to just prepare the grounds for Papa to join us so that we can launch this um, segment tonight. 60 seconds from now, we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Church in the air and church online. 
Join Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020, exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith, salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Book up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and also live on Kingdom Life Network TV, on My TV or Strong Decoder and live on Comfort FM 95.1 Oyo by 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays to Saturdays and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday and live on Inspiration FM 105.9 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Also listen to a rebroadcast of the services daily on XL FM 106.9. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Join the study to find out in 60 Days of Glory 2020. Don't miss it. Church in the Air and Church Online. Join Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020, exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith, salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Book up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and all